Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Caleri. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. So today I thought I'd talk about teenagers and dating and their love life, which has become very, very complicated and, and rapidly changing the understanding of it and the language of it. So probably by the time you listen to this, they've, uh, they've even, it's even morphed and changed a little bit. So let's talk about that. And it, it starts pretty early now. Now, social media has really complicated things for sure. Um, and part of the reason for that they're talking to a number of different people at the same time and the novelty the the reward chemicals in the brain oxytocin serotonin they spike um, when you're in a novel love situation right so they, they spike you have this incredible feeling there's nothing like it that starts to wane um, and then they want that feeling again so they go off and they talk to someone else and the minute someone has the slightest flaw they're talking to the next person, the next person you know, get, gets them in that kind of early stage reward chemical phase. And so they're, they're talking to each other for about two week periods and then moving on. And it just seems to be this rapid cycling through um, relationships where they feel very strongly that they're crazy about each other. And then two weeks later, either the girl is not interested, the guy's not interested, or they're whatever, both girls, both guys, whatever. It, it, everybody's sort of dumping each other very, very quickly. So, and this can be heartbreaking for your teenager. Um, it's particularly heartbreaking for teenage girls because they put so much into these relationships. There's so much hope that this guy's actually not gonna be mean to me and this person is actually gonna stay with me. Um, and they just go up and down through these you know, painstaking, heartbreaking cycles. So that's one thing. Um, the other thing is kind of the, the definitions of the relationship. So teenagers, basically you're, you're talking first, which means you're kind of interested in, in each other. Um, after talking, you are, um, I think, I guess it's your exclusive after that. So it doesn't mean your boyfriend and girlfriend. It just means you're exclusive, which means you don't, you're not talking to anyone else. Kind of putting a hold on that. And then after exclusive, you're dating. And then after you're dating, then your boyfriend or girlfriend. So there's, there's all of these, this evolution of these stages um, that they go through, which is very complicated and they get very complicated. <laughs> they get very confused by all of this, I think. Um, with younger kids, there's more of this kind of rapid cycling. There was anyway, like it was quite normal in grade seven or grade eight to have a relationship that lasted a week. And you go, okay, we're dating. And then they don't talk to each other for two weeks and it's over. Um, so there's this sort of, um, practicing stage and then um, that kind of moves into longer term relationships but it relationships have become very very confusing and very charged and um, so I want to have a conversation today about how can you guide your teenager how can you help them through these really kind of rocky waters you know with you know, being rejected and all of the anxiety and the, the typical pattern that I see with both 
guys and girls, is they get very panicked, they get afraid of being hurt, and so they get super clingy and they're texting each other. How come you're not answering me? Do you want to FaceTime? What's wrong? Is something, what are we? What's going on? And there's all of this kind of intensity in the relationships. And then one of them kind of pulls away and Ugh, this is too much, I can't handle it. And the more the person pulls away, the more panicked the other uh, person in the relationship becomes. And so how can you help your child with hormones and uh, angst and rejection and the kind of fakery of social media where everybody's, you know, making themselves look better than they are. How can you help your teenager through this really difficult time, which is difficult anyway, but it's just become far more difficult. So I think the first thing always with connected parenting is to make sure that your, your connection with them is very strong, right? So when they feel deeply loved and they feel understood and they feel like you've got them, that internal core um, is resonating so that they feel value and they feel worthy. And that way they'll be pickier about who they allow into their lives and, and don't allow into their lives. So that's a really, really important thing. Um, it's also really difficult because teenagers don't necessarily like to talk to their parents about this stuff. So this is why the Connected Parenting Program is so important because you're going to be setting up this um this pattern of being able to really deeply have meaningful conversations that don't end up going haywire and the more you have these conversations where they walk away feeling like hmm i feel like my dad really understood me or i feel like my mom really understood me the more likely they are to come back and tell you about the really difficult stuff so rejection is a tough one um for girls, they will often put up with a lot because they just really want someone to like them or they really want a boyfriend. Boys will do this too. Um, but they'll put up with a lot. And the, the, I think the part that's really important is coming back to what I've talked about in some of the other episodes is helping your teenager to tune into their own integrity. So when I'm with this person and they barely answer me back or I keep pulling, I keep being the one that's... Um, reaching out and finding what's going on, that angst, that anxiety, that feeling in my stomach is an indicator. It's telling me that something is off. And they'll usually be thinking, well, I just need to try harder. Or if I, if I just call them, maybe they'll answer. And it, it almost gets into this addictive thing where they keep looking at their phone, they haven't gotten a response, they can't stand it. So they text the person and they look at their phone every 15 seconds, wondering if the person has called them back. And there's a whole kind of addictive thing Sorry about the sound change here. I got a phone call right in the middle of recording this. Sorry. Um, so I was talking about this sort of addictive quality to this, that, you know, the, the person will ignore them for a while, or they'll get these vague responses and try to figure out, did they mean this? What did they mean by that? Did, did, does this mean he likes me? Does this mean she doesn't like me? And then a text will come in that's kind of good. And they'll get this blast of adrenaline, this huge dopamine surge. Um, which just kind of keeps that addictive thing going. So again, the closer you are with your child and the more you start with mirroring and you start with connection, you start with you know what it feels like to manage all of these big feelings in their body and then start to talk about 
that pattern that the person sort of disappears for a little while or they give these vague responses and then all of a sudden there's a response that pulls them back in and then they get this adrenaline blast help them understand biochemically what's happening so they can start to witness what they're feeling and start to ask some really good questions about it and i see this pattern a lot and i see it with with um some of my older kids and even my young adults who are dating um, it, it is really a difficult time to be meeting people uh, for many different reasons. And, and the online piece, which I've discussed earlier, really does complicate things. Um, but what I do see often is that some people like to keep people around. You know, there's somebody who really, really likes them. There's th sort of a sure thing. Then they go and explore and talk to other people. And then the other people may or may not um be interested in them and they go back to the person that they've kind of got simmering in the background and they do what's called a tug. They send something cute or something flirty or something, um, you know, sort of warm, which pulls the, that person who may be your child in this moment or your teen in this moment back in, they get like this blast of like, Oh, okay. Okay. We're good. They're back. Um, and then they drop them again. They really just keep them on what, what I call a tug line. And so when I work with, um, young people one-on-one, -on -one, I'll help them realize that this is a dynamic and to make sure they're not on the tug line, that they start, you know, tuning in with their own in integrity and saying, you know, you know what, I'm not going to, this isn't good enough. Every four weeks, you sending me something I'm, I deserve better than that. I'm, I'm not putting up with this and how to help them set healthy boundaries, be pickier about who they spend time with, um, and to feel that connection and that love from you. Um, it really is essential. I mean, the, the more love they feel, the more solid they feel, the more likely they are to choose a partner or, um, you know, a love interest that suits them, that fits them, that honors them. And they're much less likely to stay in toxic or negative relationships. Although that can happen to healthy kids too. And it, it is really painful. So the, the other piece that I think is important to keep in mind here is we can get very hold into our kids stuff. Like we can be devastated with them and you know, going over the text with them and trying to figure out what this means and what that doesn't mean. And, you know, coaching them on how to behave. So the person comes back to them and, and, and a little bit of that is okay. Cause kids are dating and having relationships to try to figure out it's practice, right? It's practice for being adults. It's practicing in this kind of dating world and figuring out what they want and what they don't want. And this is too much and this is not enough. And, you know, if I, if I send a message that I'm, you know, annoyed or untouchable, then nobody's going to want to take that chance to, to break that wall and get close to me. But if I'm too needy and if I'm like, sure, every time they ask if you want to do something, that's also a dynamic that you want to play with. So you do want to have these conversations, but I think stay stay tuned into your own stuff. Like if you start to feel over-invested, if you start to feel like you're worrying about this and you just want your child to be happy and you want to coach them so they end up okay and this relationship lasts longer, you may be clouding things or muddling things or even creating a space where your child can't clearly see their own behaviors and their own lessons. So just watch that. And, and the sort of opposite to that, the sort of polar opposite to that is, you know, poo-pooing it. Oh, you're only 15. This is ridiculous. You won't even remember that person when you're, you know, my age, blah, blah, blah. So you don't want to do too much of that either because it is real what's happening for them. And when we were 15, 16, it was so real for us. 
um, and they don't have that breadth of experience to compare what a real relationship is, you know, by our definition. And so be really careful not to invalidate and poo-poo. You've got to kind of find that, that line. Um, and for those of you listening who think, oh my God, my teenager doesn't tell me anything. I don't know anything about what's going on in their life. Um, really practice the calm technique, practice the mirroring, go back to some of the earlier episodes, really work on that. Um, so that your child has these conversations about anything, could be anything. They walk away going, oh, you know, dad really got me. Mom really understand me. That felt good. You know, I might just tell her something else. I might just share a little bit more. So if your child doesn't talk to you at all, this is really the way um, to become a good listener so that your child will talk to you, right? And that it really, really is important. So uh, this is a complicated topic. It's heartbreaking for the for your teen. It's heartbreaking to watch them go through it. Um, it's really tough to watch them make mistakes. And you're like, you know, if you're that pushy, nobody's going to you know, want to talk to you again. It's so hard to balance that by delivering information in ways that the child can actually take it in. Uh, this is not easy to navigate. Um, you know, for those of you who want more information in my online parenting teen course, I go deep into this. There's There's a quite a big uh, few modules actually that really help parents um, with all of this and and also things like procrastination and all of the other things you know drug use and smoking and all those things that you have to deal with with teens so we kind of go into that on in the online course um, remember too that we have our village there's lots of teen parents in there uh, that's the weekly uh, support group where uh, at least two connected parenting therapists are in there guiding, helping, supporting, and the group actually helps everyone uh, together and just knowing you're not you're not a you're not alone with all of these things that you're facing. Um, and and we have a team. We have a team of a number of therapists who can help you one on one if it's just there's a lot going on. Um, there's a number of us, and we work with people from all over the world. So thank you again. These are not this is not easy to navigate. Um, but stay connected, parent from love, not fear, and you will have these important conversations with your child that really set, that, set them up for healthy relationships in the future. So thanks, and I will see you again on the next episode of Connected Parenting.